Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? You know what today is. It is a holy day of obligation that our bishops have, um, I don't want to say robbed us of years ago uh, in switching it to Sunday. So we hardly, really hardly celebrate anymore our faith because everything's, so many things are switched till Sunday and it, it's hardly noticeable. Um, I'm glad growing up in my Jewish home that the synagogue didn't do that and switch everything to Saturday. When we had a, a holy day, um, we took it as a holy day. The schools were closed and we went to shul, the synagogue. It was, we, we knew our faith and we lived it. And Catholicism is Judaism. Uh, post-Messianic Judaism, Roy Shoman calls it, the Judaism that came through the Messiah to the entire world, uh, through the Jewish people to the entire world. And Christianity is Jewish. That's it. Um, and we've, we've kind of so truncated our, our faith that it's, it's, it, I, I just find it um, tragic. I'll just tell you that. I know so many people grew up um, it could be after Vatican too. I don't know when it was changed, but um, most people today don't know the difference. But, um, and I certainly wasn't raised in the Catholic Church. But the most, the more I learn about our faith, the more glorious it is, and the more we we want to partake of it. So, it we celebrate Ascension Thursday, which is what it is, uh, on Ascension Thursday. Um, not on on Sunday, and so it for us and for everybody, it would be a holy day of obligation. And of course, on Sundays, every Sunday is a holy day of obligation. So, um, I listened to a. Um, it is the Rome Forum that is on right now. Let me just see. Um, something went wrong with my computer, and I I can't get it. But the Rome Forum. Uh, put on by Voice of the Family and LifeSite News is on. It began yesterday, and uh, it's on today, and I think it ends tomorrow. And you could look it up, Rome Forum. Um, and because everyone can't be in Rome, it's being live-streamed uh, from magnificent speakers. And the very first speaker was Cardinal Raymond Burke. And, of course, many of you know that when he was Archbishop of St. Louis, he invited me to found this community, which he knew was a dream of mine. So we we are uh, very close to him in our hearts. And um, even though we're different parts of the world most of the time, um, but the very first message was from Cardinal Burke. And um, it, it's, astound- it's just outstanding. So if you could look up the Rome Catholic Forum... Um, I'm going to try on the break to get that address for you. Um, I had it up, then something went 
different with my computer this morning, so I, I need to look it up again. Um, but you can go online, and it usually costs airfare and, and a fee to get into the conference and all of that, but everything is completely free this year because it's the first time it's been live-streamed. And they're doing an outstanding job. You think they had been live-streaming it for years. Absolutely a beautiful job. Um, uh, John Smeaton, head of the uh, Society for the Protection of the Unborn, of Unborn Children, John Henry Weston, um, co-founder, editor of LifeSite News, um, um, Father Linus Clovis, uh, Bishop uh, Athanasius Snyder, all on video, and, and others. I, their names I, I can't think of right now, but um, it's just fantastic. But Cardinal Burke said something that just melted our hearts. He, What he has done, the theme is uh, Fatima and the coronavirus. That's the theme. Fatima and the coronavirus. Um, and so Cardinal Burke, uh, being the first to speak, uh, spoke about the coronavirus, our current state, our current confusion, um, with the pandemic all over the world and the confusion of lockdown and all that's been happening and and with the churches as well. He spoke about Fatima. Um, He connected the two and he clarified what uh, bishops and priests under church law, which is divine law, should or should not be doing. Um, Many pre- many bishops uh, all over the world have lifted the Sunday obligation for Mass, to go to Mass. And Cardinal Burke made it clear that no bishop, no priest, no one has the power to do that. No one has the power to lift the obligation for Sunday Mass or a Holy Day. No one has that power because it's not man-made. It's divine law. Now, it's always been the case, he said, that People who cannot make Mass for some serious reason, then they're excused. So during the coronavirus, no one has the power or the right to lift the the Sunday obligation. No one. Uh, Not a bishop, not a cardinal, nobody. Um, But we individually, under certain circumstances, have uh, the right not to go. And so it's divine law... But um, and it's binding. But again, if we're sick, if we have a extraordinary circumstance, whatever it must might be, we can. Um, the, the law makes those exceptions, but it does not lift the fact that we're bound to go. Again, if we're sick, we're still bound to go. But we can't cannot go for a serious reason. That's always been excused. But the obligation is not lifted. We simply cannot fulfill it. And again, if it's a serious uh, situation, it's not under pain of sin that we don't go. So no one has any power to lift it. And I'm guessing that all the bishops that have participated in lifting the Sunday obligation are simply ignorant of this fact that they just don't know. I don't. I don't blame anybody. I I don't know the source of the confusion in the church or why bishops and priests should not know the laws of the church. I do not know. 
but this is coming from a top canon lawyer of the church. Cardinal Burke was the prefect of the apostolic signaturate for a time, and he is um, he's absolutely top. And so it would be a good thing if uh, bishops could listen to that talk and reverse what they've said, that the to explain and teach their people that the obligation is not lifted because they don't have the power to do that. It's divine law, and no one can go against that. However, if we have a grave circumstance, a reason to not go, then um, um, then we are excused from it, but, but the law still binds us again. So I'm bound to go to church Sunday. If I come down with a flu and I can't go, uh, I'm not going to be in a, a sinful state before God. There's a reason I can't go. Um, uh, but the obligation's not lifted. I simply can't make the obligation. So I, I don't know if I confused it more, but I would I would uh, urge everyone to go ahead and um, try to find the Rome Forum and look up. It's all free. You just log in, and um, and you can find the talk by Cardinal Burke. If I could send it around, if we can send it around, we will. Very, very good. Very clarifying. It doesn't so much tell us what to do. It tells us the right things in this circumstance. It tells priests and bishops and cardinals and everybody what is right. Um, But just knowing what is right is a great comfort to us in the middle of such confusion we've been living in. So, okay. Let me... um, uh, since we won't be together on Sunday for uh, the transferal of what many dioceses have done, or all of them in the United States, I don't know, uh, for ascension, of course, in the Latin Mass, there's no transferal. It's it's today and um, uh, not on Sunday. So I'm gonna. I want to just read you a very beautiful entry from Dom Prosper Geringer. Um, in the uh, late 1800s on the Ascension. He's fantastic. Um, And then we'll take your calls and emails and texts at the half-hour break. Feel free to call in anytime, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Morning, 
Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in each week. We love it when you join the conversation at 888-526-2151. It's the Terry and Jesse Show. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. This is Jesuit Father Robert McTagg, host and producer of The Catholic Current. Join me on Friday, May 22nd at 5 p.m. Eastern, when I welcome back investigative journalist George Newmeyer of The American Spectator. George and I will talk about COVID-19 and the First Amendment. Be part of the conversation. Join us this Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on The Catholic Current, on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network, and the iCatholic Radio app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSight News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved um, to Mother Miriam Live, and I want to read you just a little bit, a magnificent um, a little article on the Ascension, but I was looking up the Rome Forum, Rome Life Forum is what it is, a Rome Life Forum, uh, began at noon yesterday, but the you could, you could always look at the talks, they're online, they're videos, um, let me see. I'm, I'm looking uh, where you can where you can enter. Um, uh, oh my! It, it, there's so much here. I don't know what to give you offhand. But look at Rome Life Forum, and uh, it's um, uh, what month are we in? May the twentieth to the twenty second, and you'll come up with it. And there'll be a way for you to register it just going to be fantastic and not not to miss i think okay let me just read um in fact we just put it up on our website uh mother of israel's hope.org this entry by don prosper garanger who uh restored gregorian chant and the benedictine um um order to france and then all of europe um, he begins this: the sun on the of the the sun S U N of the fortieth day has risen in all his splendor. The earth, which shook with gladness at the birth of our Emmanuel, now thrills with a strange emotion. The divine series of the mysteries of the man God is about to close. Heaven has caught up the joy of the earth. The angelic choirs are preparing to receive their promised king and their princes stand at the gates that they may open them when the signal is given of the mighty conqueror's approach. The holy souls that were liberated from limbo on the morning of the resurrection are hovering around Jerusalem waiting for the happy moment when heaven's gate closed by Adam's sin shall be thrown open and they shall enter in company with their Redeemer. A few hours more, and then to heaven. Meanwhile, our risen Jesus has to, fig- has to visit his disciples 
and bid them farewell, for they are to be left for some years longer in this veil of tears. They are in the cynical, impatiently awaiting his coming. Suddenly he appears in their midst of the mother's joy. Who would dare to speak? As to the disciples and the holy women, they fall down and affectionately adore the master who has come down to take his leave of them. He deigns to sit down to table with them. I've got chills. He even condescends to eat with them, not indeed to give them proof of his resurrection, for he knows that they have no further doubts of the mystery. But now that he is about to sit at the right hand of the Father, he would give them his endearing mark of familiarity. O admirable repast, in which Mary, for the last time in this world, is seated side by side with her Jesus and in which the church, represented by the disciples and the holy women, is honored by the visible presidency of her head and spouse. What tongue could describe the respect, the recollected mien, the attention of the guests? With what what love must they not have rived their eyes on the dear master? They long to hear him speak. His parting words will be so treasured. He does not keep them long in suspense. He speaks, but his language is not what they perhaps expected it to be. All affection. He begins by reminding them of the incredulity wherewith they heard of his resurrection. He's going to entrust his apostles with the most sublime mission ever given to man. He would therefore prepare them for it by humbling them. A few days hence, and they are to be lights of the world. The world must believe what they preach. Believe it on their word. Believe it without having seen. Believe what the apostles alone have seen. It is by faith that man approaches his God. They themselves were once without it, and Jesus would have them now express their sorrow for their former incredulity, and thus base their apostolate on humility. Then assuming a tone of authority such as none but a God could take, he says to them, go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth that is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. And how shall they accomplish this mission of preaching the gospel to the whole world? How shall they persuade men to believe their word? By miracles. And these signs, continues Jesus, shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt him. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands upon the sick and shall recover. He would have miracles to be the foundation of his church, just as he had um, made them the argument of his own mission, his own divine mission. The suspension of the laws of nature proves to us that it is God who speaks. We must receive the word and humbly believe it. Here then, we have men unknown to the world and devoid of every human means, and yet commissioned to conquer the earth and make it 
knowledgeable. I'm sorry. um, And yet commissioned to conquer the earth and make it acknowledge Jesus as king. The world ignores their very existence. Tiberius, who sits on the imperial throne, trembling at every shadow of conspiracy, little suspects that there is a being prepared and exp- that there is being prepared an expedition which is to conquer the Roman Empire. But these warriors must have their armor, and the armor must be of heaven's own tempering. Jesus tells them that they are to receive in a few days hence. Stay, he says, stay in the city till ye be endued with power from on high. But what is this armor? Jesus explains it to them. He reminds them of the Father's promise. That promise, says he, which we have heard by mouth, for John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. But the hour of separation has come. Jesus rise, his blessed mother, and the hundred and twenty persons assembled there prepare to follow him. The Seneca is situated on Mount Sinai, which is one of the two hills within the walls of Jerusalem. The holy group traverses the city, making... Hold on now, I lost my spot. Um, The holy group traverses the city, making for the eastern gate, which opens on the valley of Jehoshaphat. It is the last time that Jesus walks through the faithless city. He is invincible to the eyes of the people who denied him, but visible to his disciples. And he goes before them as heretofore the pillar of fire led on the Israelites. How beautiful and how imposing a sight. Mary the disciple and the holy women accompanying Jesus in his heavenward journey, which is to lead him to the right hand of his eternal Father. It was commemorated in the Middle Ages by a solemn procession before the Mass of Ascension Day. What happy times were those when Christians took delight in honoring every action of our Redeemer. They could not be satisfied as we are, with a few vague notions which can produce nothing but an equally vague devotion. Let me reread that sentence. They could not be satisfied as we are with a few vague notions which can produce nothing but an equality of vague devotion. Okay. goes on for a little while yet. It, you know, it's, it's way too long for me to read the entire article to you, beloved. You can certainly look it up if you wish. It's Dom Prosper Garager, G-U-E-R-A-N-G-E-R. Um, a very holy Benedictine monk. And he'll be on the web. Just type in his name and then Ascension and you'll find what I'm reading. Um, But they're always wanting to know what tomorrow brings, 
when Jesus will return, all of that. And Jesus answers with a tone of severity, it is not for you to know the times and moments with the Father has put in his own power. These words do not destroy the hope that Jerusalem is to be censored. I'm so sorry. Jerusalem is to be restored, rather, by the Christian Israel. We are the Christian Israel. We are the Israel of God, beloved. Galatians chapter 6, verse 16, I think. These words do not destroy the hope that Jerusalem is to be the restored, that Jerusalem is to be restored by the Christian Israel. But as this is not to happen until the word is drawing toward its end, there is nothing that requires our Savior's revealing the secret. What ought to be uppermost in the mind of the disciples is the conversation of the pagan world, the establishing the church. Jesus reminds from the mission he has just given to them. You shall receive, says he, the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and even to the uttermost parts of the earth. According to tradition, which has been handed down from the earliest ages of Christianity, it is mindful today. It is mindful today at the same hour that he had been raised up when he when nailed when nailed to his cross giving his blessed mother a look of filial affection and another a fond farewell to the rest of the group that stand around him Jesus raises up his hands and blesses them all while thus blessing them he is raised up from the ground whereon he stands and ascends to heaven. These eyes follow him until a cloud comes and receives them out of sight. Oh, beloved, my eyes are closing. That's a terrible thing. We'll take a break. I'll get some water and I'll be alive all the way for our half hour together. Call in toll-free with anything on your heart. 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We'll be right back. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations 
Thank you for helping to save the culture. Prayer of Deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we have the whole half hour to ourselves if I stay awake. <laughs> um, and you can welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Uh, toll free one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. And we have a call on the line. Um, I someone's calling in anonymously. Are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi, my Miriam. Um, Hello, my dear. Uh, I was wondering, it doesn't, I don't think it's a foolish question, but I say the novena in honor of Jesus as true king. Good. We have to go to uh, nine communions. It doesn't have to be in a row, just nine communions. And I can't make it. I'm well over 65, and in this community, they don't want us going to Mass. That's awful. Uh, probably starting sun- just Sunday. I think that- it's started already um would a spiritual communion cover this i think in this situation it would you know i i can't tell you that specifically but um if you're not allowed to go to church because you're over 65 i i just want to say that is tragic it's the people over 65 who may need to be at communion more um it, it, than others it it's one thing to suggest that people who are elderly or weak and 65 is not so elderly t- today but you know that they have the option of not going but to tell them not to go i just think is utterly tragic uh without exception it's a, it's an awful thing so um so i think in that case um if you make a good uh, good spiritual communion. I I believe God would honor that. It, this will be during Mass in the morning on EWTN. Yeah. Well, you're not so you at Mass. Do, watch. You don't do it twice, just as long as you you say it, right, Mother? What do you mean twice? Um, if I just say it at Mass. Yeah, that's fine. 
Absolutely and, fine, you know, the sweetheart. Mask, uh, stopped, yeah. and then I can say this: it, it covers it. Well, I, th- you know, if your heart is in it, I think because you're not allowed to go to mass now, it's not available to you. The bishops are, have asked you not to go specifically because of your age, whatever it is. I think that God will honor that. Watching mass on television does not, you know, this does not count for going to mass for sure. Um, but so, but you could make a spiritual communion during watching a uh, live stream mass. Or you can make it at any time and just pray at any time of the day. It doesn't have to be before a live stream mass. You can just go before God and ask him uh, to to come to you in spiritual communion. So any okay, time, any time, I think much. God will honor that. All right. Thanks, Mother Mary. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. We have an email from uh, Mia. Um, uh, Mia, let's see, writes, Hello, Mother. I hope this finds you well. It does. Thank you. A um, little sleepy, but well. And she writes, My husband and I are recent converts from growing up very secular. Well, blessed be God that he brought you into his church. She said, I grew up with a very domineering feminist, second wave 70s style grandmother as my prime female role model who discouraged my dreams as a little girl of getting married and having a big family and instead encouraged me to go to university where I inevitably became more feminist. Oh, such sad stories. Um, Through learning about traditional Catholic theology and prayers to Our Lady for help, I think I am finally unlearning some of the toxic propaganda I grew up with regarding what it means to be a woman and embracing a gentler, more submissive spirit. Blessed be God for how he's led you, Mia. I was wondering, she writes, if you have any books or resources or advice you could suggest to help me learn what it means to be a true feminine woman of God, so I may be the best wife, mother, and daughter of God I can be. I want to tell you, Mia, with your heart uh, and those desires, God will not fail to lead you at all. She says, I am finding I still have so much to learn and I'm having trouble finding good resources. Off the top of my head, um, I'm not thinking of a book so much as I'm thinking of an author. Um, if you could get a hold of uh, Dr. Alice von Hildebrand's book, and even her husband, Dietrich von Hildebrand, um, there's a book called Man and Woman that they've written. Uh, von Hildebrand, I don't know, I, it might have been the Dietrich that wrote it, but either one of them is fine. Um, Alice uh, von Hildebrand has written a book on... Um, Oh, I think it's women in the priesthood. I'm not sure, but it's it's the opposite of that. It's everything you want to be able to counter. Um, oh, dear. I tell you, if you go, I have a bookshelf that I can't see right now filled with good books like that. Uh, Alice von Hildebrand has written letters to a young bride. Now, even though you're already married... She's writing letters to a young bride, preparing that bride for marriage in her right role before God and her husband and all of that. So that might be something for you to read. Um, Go to, um, 
Let's see now. A Mother of Our Savior books, Mother of Our Savior or Refuge for Sinners. It's also called Joyful Catholic. All those three names is one apostolate. And look under uh, womanhood, mother, um, family, all of that. And you can you can trust any of their books. Uh, they're usually pre-Vatican II and and um, really separate from the culture we live in today, and it'll bring you back to, to deep beauty. Okay, God bless you for that. God will lead you. Um, we have Kurt, my friend from Boston. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing, Mother? I'm doing fine, my dear one. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I missed all this crazy confusion. Um, and my, my question is, seeing I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, today is mm-hmm. the holy day of obligation. It is, it is, although most of the church doesn't know it or celebrate it today. But yes, go ahead, right. Kurt. So my question is, is no one tells us anything unless we go out and ask for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine the archdiocese would be lifting any type of restriction and getting rid of the obligation where it's being waived to not go to Mass and not have a mortal sin. Kurt, so, hold on now, hold on. If you listened at the beginning, not that you were on the radio then, but I explained in the beginning of today's program what Cardinal Burke uh, said in his talk yesterday that he gave, that the obligation to go to Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation cannot be lifted by any bishop, any cardinal, any priest, anyone, because it's divine law, not human. And no human being has the power or right to change it. If a bishop lifts the obligation, he has no power to do that. We are still obligated. But I said, as in all obligation, if we have a grave reason for not doing it. If we're sick on a Sunday, we have a grave reason during the coronavirus. Nobody's uh, giving the commun- you know, communion or whatever it is, and we can't go. There's a grave reason, but we're not lifted from the obligation. Um, God will, if, if it's a serious reason that we don't go, uh, it won't be that we don't go under pain of sin, but the obligation cannot be lifted because it's divine law. Okay, can I say one thing? Of course. Okay. How could I stop you? What are you talking about? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't get scrupulous. I have not, not committed a mortal sin because no. I have not gone to Mass. No. Correct? No, not as long as you have a reason that you couldn't go. Well, I do have a reason. I can't. They don't have Mass. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Um, yeah, but it's the but, truth. I mean, of it's course crazy. it's the truth, you sweetheart. Of course it's the truth. I'm I'm only making the point that that the bishops have no right. They have no power to lift that obligation. They can withhold mass from us. They shouldn't be doing that. They they really don't have a right to do that either. They're doing what they don't have a right or a power to do. Um, no one has the right to forbid the sacraments. Cardinal Burke, Bishop Snyder, uh, Cardinal Seurat, Cardinal Mueller, and others have made that clear. No one has a right to forbid the sacraments, but they're doing it. 
All right. So, but under divine law, we are bound no matter what they say. But if they remove it from us or they don't give it to us, that's a serious reason why we're not receiving and we're not accountable before God then. Okay. So basically, all these masses that I've missed, and even though I've watched it on TV, I tried my best to at least keep the whole the the, the Sabbath day holy mm-hmm. by 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 hearing the scripture readings. Me, my grandson, and my wife—they're there. Of course, sometimes he buries his head in the pillow, even though he's sixteen. But I, he hears it. You know, I do my best, and the thing is, is as long as I do my best to keep the day. And, 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 and hear the reason, say my rosary, go to confession, do everything that I possibly can within my means. I'm fulfilling God's law. Am I right? You are. No, you're not fulfilling God's law. No, because the law is not fulfilled if we don't have the sacrament or if we're not able to get to Mass. The law is not fulfilled. But God... But you cannot fulfill that. You're not fulfilling it. You cannot. And you are not not fulfilling it. it does, it's not sin for you because there's a grave reason. Right. It's the same you're reason prevented. Said, you're prevented from fulfilling the law. That's the point. Okay. So my next part of this question is, no one has told me about Ascension Thursday of, of this Mass. So I, uh, I hate to say the word assume. I'm assuming everything is still in place where there's no mass being said, because if there was, there would be a public announcement on any type of social media or whatnot, where I could find out easy enough, correct? Well, that's correct. Not necessarily. You could contact individual parishes, but again, in the United States, the, the bishops as a whole have moved, uh, the celebration of ascension, to Sunday, right, from Thursday, right. So this Sunday is Ascension Sunday. But in my but in my diocese in Boston, it is today, because we used to usually have that holy day of obligation. Okay. So unless Cardinal O'Malley came out and said, we will have Ascension Masses today, then I have to assume that he still is suspending mass. Would that be a good way of looking at it? I would never, I would never assume anything. Um, if, if your diocese celebrates Ascension Thursday on Thursday, as it says, it's unusual. Usually the Latin parishes will always keep it, but the, the Novus Ordo Mass generally in all the dioceses of the country, as far as I know, have switched it to Sunday. If your uh, diocese acknowledges the Ascension on Ascension Thursday, um, then I would double-check with uh, the parish or at least the cathedral to make sure. I wouldn't assume. I wouldn't assume that if it was open, the cardinal would have made an announcement. You could have missed it. Uh, I wouldn't assume anything. I would give a call. Okay. All right. Thank you, Marla. All right, sweetheart. Then you're free. Then, then you know, if you assume, you say, oh, wonder, I wonder. But this way, you know for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I have other questions, but I, you can't hold me over, correct? Um, I can, Kurt. Uh, but I tell you, pick one and, and make it a little short. Okay. 
And hold on, I'll take you right after the break so I can get to others as well. All right, hold okay, on. Okay, I'll now. make it short, sure. All right, uh, uh, beloved, go ahead. No, when we come back from the break. Okay, beloved, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Um, and you can feel free to call in with what's on your heart as well. one 511 5483 We'll be right back. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the Internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. And this is our last segment, so again, you're welcome to call in with um, anything on your heart. Um, we have Kurt from Boston, uh, our friend on the line. And Kurt, you have another question, yes? Yes. Uh, yes all, all, all this about communion on the tongue. Yes. When, I, when I expressed it to my parish priest, I won't get into it, but I'll, I'll just make a quick overview. He says, yes, the Cardinal has a right to suspend. I said he doesn't. I casually disagreed with he him. He does not. He then, does not. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But but then I took it to a priest in the Latin rite, okay? And I brought it up to him, and I was trying to give him the overview of it. And he says, "Good. what are you trying to tell me? Something new. And he was being very sarcastic. I said, listen, Father. I am on the same page with you. I just need to know the proper 
way I should do this. Should I elect the people? He goes, yeah, write your, write your letter. I don't think it's going to do anything. But he, he kind of blew me off. But I kind of got, <laughs> I won't say curt with him, but I got, listen, Father, I'm just trying to find out what's right. Well, anyway, I said, you know, okay, I'm sorry, but whatever. I felt wrong arguing with a priest. So anyway, I go back to confession this last Sunday with the, my parish priest who was saying this. So I'm bringing this up, and he says, Kurt, are you trying to teach me something? I says, no, Father, I'm not trying to do anything. I says, I, I saw Canaan Law Made Easy by Kathy Cabrizi, and he goes, look, don't follow these things. He says, look, I don't like it, but the, but the cardinal, when he suspends communion on hand for this time, I have to listen to him. Will no, he doesn't. Permanent? No, he doesn't have to listen right. to him. But anyway. But Kurt, listen, listen. Canon Law Made Easy is a very good website and trustworthy. So that's going to tell you what's right. Uh, listening to Cardinal Burke's talk yesterday is going to listen, going to tell you what's right. Don't ask your priests. Don't get into arguments or fights. Don't question them. You know the truth. And now you have a decision to make and you don't need to bring this up. You don't need to bring it up. You can simply say, you know, it, it's canon law that we have a right to receive communion on the tongue. That's it. And if he says the cardinal suspended it, this cardinal has no power to do that. He has no power to do that. Um, and the priest uh, should not be following that. Um, it, we don't we don't advocate disobedience, but nor do we advocate anybody, regardless of their position, um, going against what is God's law for his people. No one has that right. So, Kurt... Uh, you know what's right. You've got good sources, sweetheart. Just make your decisions of what you want to do with it. That's what I. So, that's okay. my suggestion to you. I, we do okay. the same thing here. We know we find out what's right, and then we decide uh, to what we want to do about it. Right. Okay. So I'll just say this. So what I said to him was this. I don't mean to argue with you or to this one, but I said. There's too much confusion in the church. Do you hear me? Are you asking me? Kurt, are you there? What happened? I don't know what happened, Kurt. I pray you were not cut off. Um, I don't know what happened, sweetheart. Um, if you can still hear me, you're right. There's an awful lot of um, confusion in the church. Absolutely a lot of confusion um, uh, in the church. I just heard from our engineer that somehow your call dropped out uh, on your end. I don't know why, but don't worry about it. There's tremendous confusion. It's because people are doing their own thing. Uh, the church will always be our guide, but if bishops and priests and others are going to make their own decisions based on secular sources instead of God's law, uh, there's going to be confusion, and that's what Cardinal Burke presented has happened. So we're going to take an email from Ruben in Los Angeles who says, Hello, Mother Miriam. I need, I'm in need of counsel. My dad has his own Mexican folk dance group, and my family and I are all a part of it. We have been performing Aztec dances, sometimes for church feasts or secular events. Our dances are named after Aztec gods and goddesses. Is doing this sinful? 
Since I was a young boy, I always had an issue with this, but wasn't sure. I love your show very much. God bless you. Reuben, I would say it's sinful because uh, if people are not aware of it, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me, said God. It's the commandment. And if we're we're doing things that are named after gods, uh, we're getting into the spiritually demonic world. I, I would not do it. I would not do it. Now, maybe there are Aztecs that were converted to Christianity through Our Lady of Guadalupe, and now they're doing certain dances, uh, in, you know, converted now to the true God uh, of the Aztecs. But if they're named after gods and goddesses, then they're worshiping false gods who don't exist, and that's idolatry, and yes, that is sinful. It's not just a matter of culture. Uh, it's It's sinful if you're doing anything to honor false gods who don't exist. Um, we have an email from Colleen who says, Dear Mother, there was a question on your show about aborted babies going to heaven. I don't remember or I did not understand exactly what the answer was. I'm sorry. Don't worry about that, Colleen. I forget even what I say. Can you please address that again? I know that they're not baptized and you said there's no salvation unless you're baptized, but I cannot believe that these babies would not go to heaven I know you said we are bound by the sacraments, but God is not. That's a statement of St. Augustine. We are bound by the sacraments. God is not. And she says, that gives me hope, it should, um, that you were saying that they probably are in heaven. No, I did not say that. I did not say they're probably in heaven. I say the God of the whole earth will do what is right. That's what I did say. Um, because God is not bound by the sacraments, please address this. Thank you. I love your show. I think you're wonderful. And she goes on to say some very wonderful things. Um, that's all we can say, Colleen. Uh, if you say, I can't believe these babies would not go to heaven, your your focus is wrong. We are, We can't make God into us. Because we can't imagine if we were in control, not sending a, an aborted baby to heaven, we may not. It's unthinkable to us. But God is outside of us. And um, the fact that anyone should be with him in heaven is a pure act of his mercy. And so we all deserve hell. So where aborted babies go who have not yet, they're born and conceived in sin without question. Um, and their original sin has not been removed from them apart from baptism. But they have not committed actual sin, so their accountability is is uh, not there for act personal sin. And where they go, we don't know. Uh, whether they'll see the face of God directly or not, the Church has not taught that. So we have to leave our our thoughts, our theology our conclusions in the hands of an all-wise, all-loving, or all-powerful God who wishes none perish. That's what I do. But what he does, I don't know what it is, because we're not told. But we know that because we know who God is, we know that he's perfect. And if we say, well, if he doesn't send him to heaven, that's not a God I want to love. Well, then, that's not a God you love today. You love a God of your own imagining. You see, we have to be very careful to say, I couldn't believe this or I couldn't believe that. We want to know what is true of God and therefore what we should believe so we can help others know uh, the gospel. 
All right. God bless you, Colleen. God bless all of you. There's our closing music and um, blessed Feast of the Ascension today for those who uh, acknowledge Ascension Thursday. And we'll be with you all tomorrow. God bless you.